starting a motor now. Rio Deddy being tackled by Very Elegant. And the Great Bear wins a ninth group one. Home best in the George Main. Nature Strips kicking from Eduardo. Nature Strip just in front. Eduardo's lifting the outside. Eduardo lays it down to Nature Strip and Eduardo won it. Well, great days racing out there at Royal Randwick yesterday. Very elegant, nine group ones, nine million dollars. She confirmed her championship status. Chris Waller confirmed that to uh, Ray Thomas in today's Daily Telegraph that, yes, she is a champion. Uh, Chris Waller himself, 500 stakes wins, joins an elite club. And the Everest heated up with the shorts. Joe Pride couldn't be there, but he'll be with us here on the show this morning from his home. Uh, Ronnie, we, uh, the only thing that sport the day was the rain, which started falling about race five. Yeah, disappointing track, I must say. Um... It was the seven metre rail didn't work, I don't think. It was up the rail most of the day, or all of the day, I would have thought. Hard work out wide. Um, sometimes we're going to put up with that, so hopefully we can prove on that, because on a big group one day, I don't think it was good enough to, uh, to tell you the truth. She is a champion. She is a champion. Nine million in the bank, like you said. Nine group ones, 14 wins over multiple distances. And, you know, it's easy to argue that, oh, she's not a champion, because well, a lot of people do, because they, they've got winks. No, no, nothing's going to be winks. No, no. It's, uh, it's a <laughs> it is a personal thing, isn't it, when you want to call yeah. a, a horse so that? My champion mightn't be your champion. You yeah. know, I'm allowed to call a horse a champion. She's a champion, I, I think. She, she just finds a way. And what about little Eddie? He's, yeah, he's really? a beauty. <laughs> he's a champion. <laughs> he's a, well, he'd be a champion to Joe, I can tell you that much. Yeah. yeah. And you and Joe have had a lot of success together. You've yeah. ridden Joe many of Joe's good horses. Yeah, no, I've got a long list of good horses for Joey. Um, one that comes to mind, a little bit like um, Eddie, um, Rain Affair. Yeah. Raced in a similar pattern. Um, obviously didn't get the group one under his belt, but he was, a, he was a champion to me. Let's go back and watch the short. We're going to start with the shorts, with the greatest of respect to um, Very Elegant. We'll start with the shorts because Joe Pride's about to join us. Uh, Corey, take us through the first bit because the talk before the race is what's Nash going to do on Eduardo, what's James going to do on Nature Strip? It was a very smart ride by Nash, you know, like he, he, I'm not saying he won the race at the start, but just his cool, relaxed attitude, the first furlong of the race to wait and see what Nature Strip was going to do. Um, it was a very, very smart ride. He, he stayed sort of out in the middle of the track, not that it was better going out there, but he just gave that opportunity for Nature Strip to get up underneath him and go wild if he wanted to, which it did end up happening at about the 600 metre mark. Um, J-Mac lost control of him, but he just really put the sort of the foot down and he charged up underneath him. But look, two good horses doing battle. Got Guitra back inside. You could see what Jason Collett was trying to do by that stage of the day. The fence was definitely the place that you wanted to be. Um, he got shut out of it late, but um, again, I just thought Nash won the race in the first sort of 100, 200 metres. Yeah, he was uh, he was good tact. He showed intent. That's what he did, and just sort of half bluffed a couple of them out of it. And then Nature Strip what did what Nature Strip does, and that's when he powers on the point of the turn. You can't stop him. 
he gets to that 650 and he, you can't stop him. So he charged up underneath, but well, he's just a fighter, isn't he? He's got a well. He's he's got the wood on Nature Strip. He's got him a couple of times now. Yeah, it's just a shame Nature Strip can't. And he's always done it, like we said. He just makes those little mistakes. If he didn't make those little mistakes, he's he'd be such a much or be a much better horse. But he just he's such a competitor. He hates to see horses in front of him. He just does not want to drop the bridle. He just wants to get up and eyeball them and race them the whole way. But. Super effort by um, Guitra. And just on what Collett did, now the stewards quizzed him about uh, why he went where he did, but it, it was not unreasonable what he did because he, he would have had to have, when that, when that, uh, the run was going to be there on the inside. Look, look how much room is there. Yeah, he, right. he committed. He committed a long way out, and there, there was plenty of room for him to go there. Yeah. And as and we there said, there was nearly a room in. The, uh, there was going to be. There's room in the in middle. Between them. And, yeah. But it, it just closes. It's horse, wandering horses late, getting tired. So. And to come around them, he has to pull right back. Yeah. And then switch around them, and, and he still runs through. Yeah, he'd already committed. You could make a little case that he should have been right on. You know, fighting that finish right out there. So he's gone enormous. So what does it tell us about the Everest? It's still alive and well, mm. um, that's for sure. I, I, you know, you could make, I thought Rothfire did more than enough as far as he's uh, first up in a year. Mm. How he comes out of it's another story, yeah. but I'm sure he'd be more brilliant on a dry track, Rothfire. Mars Crusader, I thought, was great coming. He was off the bridle the whole race. Um, come from well back and probably down the worst part of the track. Yeah, um, I, I made agree. ground through the line really noticeably. Let's go to Joe Pride. He couldn't be there uh, yesterday at Royal Randwick. He had to watch it from home. I'm just trying to uh, picture how you watch that race, Joe. You obviously got out of his seat and cheered Eduardo that last bit. Yeah, I can't sit down when I'm watching a race. I never have been able to. It doesn't matter if it's a, a maiden at Goulburn or, or a group one, I just have to stand up. <laughs> <laughs> and stand you did, and he stood up to uh, to do it to Nature Strip again. Just tell us about Eduardo. Um, yeah, he's an interesting character. He's um, obviously wasn't broken until very late in life, and and because of that reason, he's he's extremely sound. Um, he's a he's a horse with with only limited starts um, under his belt still, and and that sort of gave me sort of confidence coming into this weekend that into this preparation indeed that he that he could still do better than he'd done in the past. Joe, you obviously you bought into this horse yourself. We don't see that often with you, but um, how, how did you come across him? Um, Lyndon Gelvin, uh, a client of mine down in Melbourne, um, sort of um, just gave me a call and sort of said that potentially the horse could be uh, for sale. The original owners and breeders have stayed in, which is great. Um, they just sort of downsized their share and let some more people in on the enjoyment of of, of Eduardo. But it's been a, it's been a great ride over the past twelve months. He's a fantastic horse. And, I really feel like the best is, is still yet to come with him. Joey, I spoke to you before the Everest last year. Um, he's got that racing pattern where he just jumps. He's so brewing out of the barriers. How do you reckon he'd go if he did switch off and get him beyond the speed? Yeah, I think he's capable of doing it. You know, uh, it's it's one of those things. I don't think it's certainly don't think it's beyond him, and he and he has done it to a degree in the past. And you see, by the way, Nash rides him. He's done it twice with Nature Strip now, where he's basically let him go. And I, speaking to Nash this morning, he said to me that he was he was giving Eduardo a breather, breather between the 600 and the 300. It's not a bad it's not a bad looking breather when you're running 10 threes and 10 fours, is it? But um, that's what he's doing. He's just getting the horse to to conserve some energy for late in the race, and um, that seems to be Nature Strip's one of the you know one of his maybe weaknesses that is he that he can't conserve that energy for late. And um, you know I, I think um, I think to some degree. Eduardo might be Wayne Bennett and 
and uh, and uh, and Matrix got a McCleary band because he seems to be in his head, and uh, <laughs> it's it's hard for him to 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 beat him, you know. It's uh, but it, they're, they're two great horses, and I think every time they clash, it's um it's going to be something to 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 behold. Joe, you presented him like a finely tuned athlete right at the top of his game yesterday. Was uh, do you, are you a little worried you might have him too ready? I've, obviously, I was thinking maybe you, uh, you only got the slot a week of the week of the race, more or less. So I think you're out there to make a statement with him in this race. So what happens now? Do you just hold him where he is? Yeah, it won't be too difficult. So we're really modelling it around the preparation we gave him last time. And uh, he started with the bang that day and he beat Nature's Ship over the 1,000 metres, ran a track record. Now, in all... In all measures, that's normally a really hard run for a horse. Um, but he bounced out of that run last time and then was able to produce um, a career-best run in the galaxy. Um, and that's the way of sort of, as I say, model this preparation. He'll be he'll be at the absolute top of his game in a month's time. He was great this morning. And you've got to remember the, with these elite athletes, they're able to do things that the average horses can't do. Um, he, he's bounced out well out of the run. And as I said, he'll be, he'll be absolutely spot on on Everest Day and ready to produce the best run of his life. Track record this day. Uh, same result, Eduardo over Nature Strip. Uh, changed positions though. This time, uh, Eduardo was on the outside of Nature Strip. That day, he came up on the rail. So, do you feel he's well and truly got the wood on Nature Strip? Oh, look, it's, it's, it all comes down to the way races are run and everything else. But it's, it's not, he just seems to have, as I say, maybe that extra weapon in his, in his armoury um, that he's able to conserve some energy. And, um, you know, we don't want to overdo it with, with these two horses because we've got. The horse I've still got the most respect for is Mars Crusader. Oh, I think he's a fantastic horse, and and I think given different conditions on on Everest Day, he he'll he'll be one of the horses to be in the main the main rival, I think, to my horse. So, you're, you're the uh, but it's really really building to be, be a great race against him. You're the second trainer when asked about the big danger. Uh, John O'Shea was asked on trek to the Everest. He had no hesitation uh, uh, mentioning Mars Crusader. You've done it. And of all the horses that walked in the yard yesterday, Ronnie, yeah. Mars Crusader was the horse that... that he still hasn't blossomed yet. Yeah, he, it's st he still looked well, like the middle of winter. In, you, can yeah. be, you can be misled because he well, hasn't been clipped up and, yeah. and things like that. But at, at first glance, I thought, yeah, geez, he was average Mars Crusader. And then you, 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 you factor in the bias. Yeah. He, he went enormous. Yeah. He went enormous and he wants 1,200 now yeah. anyway. Joe, what, what is next for Eduardo? Does he go around again in the Premier? No, definitely not. Definitely not. We had this, um, as I say, tailor-made preparation, second up into the Everest to get into peak that day. There'll be a trial in between. and a good chat to Nash about him this morning. There'll be a trial in between. I haven't decided where that'll be yet, but um, I'd like to have Nash on him for that. And uh, he's extremely important in the, in the whole scheme of things with this horse. Um, and that's all he'll need. You know, he, as Ron said, when he walked into the yard yesterday, this horse is ready. This horse is ready to, to do his best. And um, as I say, I think he'll be better again in, in a month's time. And then... After that, we're not sure what's left, but I, I haven't really planned anything because it's just all about the Everest. And this time, Nash is locked in. Now, Nash went with Behemoth last year, but this year, there's no doubt, it's Nash and Eduardo. Well, we didn't have a slot last year, so it was difficult for Nash, but, yeah, thankfully, um, he's got a great confidence in this horse and um, you've got to love the way he rides him. So, um, barring the unforeseen... Uh, Nash will beat him. He had a great day yesterday. Nash, he, was, he just seemed like he was unbeatable. Yeah, he was. Uh, that's, that's an important point that he, uh, Eduardo didn't have a, spot, a slot. He got it late. He got it because Rothfire had broken down and he took that slot. Yeah. Uh, but Nash did make mention, I think, to you, Corey, yesterday. He said, I, I should have stuck with him last year. Yeah, he did. But he, but he didn't really have a choice in the end, well, did he? you're juggling and you're competing in such a great race. You want to be in the race. So, um, 
yeah, with like the way Joe said it went down, he had to take a ride and yeah, but I'm sure he won't be mm. considering that this year. I don't think we have to uh, worry about how Nash is riding, but Joe, your confidence must have grown yesterday when you saw Nash produce three outstanding rides prior to jumping on Eduardo. He just had his eye in yesterday. Yeah, and he's just one of those riders. I don't get nervous when he's riding wins. I don't think, oh, he can't ride another one. It's exactly the opposite. The more he rides, the more winners he rides, the more likely he's to ride another one. Um, he's just—he's—he's he's sort of like he rides trebles and 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 you know four winners on a day. It's 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 nothing to Nash. He's he's that good. Um, I just love having him on uh, any of my horses, but particularly this horse. There's a there's a real affinity between the two. Yeah. How are you and your staff going out there at uh, Warwick Farm? You you can't be at the races, uh, but you can be at your stables. You can you can work there. You've got a big staff. How how's it all? How are you coping with it? It's been tough. There's only a few guys that can go to the races in the stables, and 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 they're they're the fortunate ones. Um, but uh, the guys at home are doing a, a fantastic job, you know. And it's under incredible pressure. We're we're getting tested, you know, every three days. We've got the rapid tests in the morning. Um, you know, everybody's vaccinated now. We're we're really um, dying to get back to the track, and you just hopefully that won't be too long. But as I say, full credit to the guys at home. Um, we've produced that horse in an absolute immaculate order yesterday, and uh, nothing will be different in, in a month's time. And finally, Joe, uh, Private Eye, he'd lose no admirers as far as the Epsons concerned after yesterday. Yeah, I think what we just touched on earlier, what you touched on, Ron, about the track, um, it, it was substandard there yesterday. And to be fair, there was rain on the day, but he was asked to do something he'd never done before and, and sort of go forward in a slowly run race. And I think, think it just took the finish out of him. I don't want to make Tim excuses for him because, he, look, yeah, you, can, you can argue that he was at all playing, but there's more in the locker there. A fast run race is going to suit him much better. So I'm really looking forward to the Epsom with him. I think he'd be incredibly hard to beat. All right. Congratulations, Joe. Look forward to seeing you back at the track soon. Great. Thanks very much, guys. Joe Pride, trainer of Eduardo. Yesterday, Corey caught up with Nash and in uh, Queensland at the Gold Coast, Bernie Cooper caught up with uh, Robert Heathcote about the return of Rothfire. He runs early and um, I stayed out a little bit, just out of the where the ground's chopping out now and um, it's probably allowed Nature Strip to really sort of flow up inside me. Well, I never thought I was a chance to 100 and he just, uh, great effort by Joe to get him, get him here today to be able to sort of pull out a, a run like that with four weeks in mind. It was a bloody good training effort and um, look, the horse was just, just magnificent over the last hundred, very strong. Do you think your bloke was fine in the last hundred, or was it Nature oh, Strip? Oh, he's going away the last hundred. Yeah, no, he was very strong late, and um, you know we've always felt twelve hundred is going to be good. He's probably the thing is you can relax now, you know. But he's uh, with the with the shifty track. I was pretty happy to make him run run a bit early. How's Just the confidence going into the Everest? Well, better than ever. Look. Um, I've sort of, uh, you know, felt felt from um, well before I beat Nature Strip here last time that he that he, that he could he could he could be riding in the race and um, you know so you know I, was prob I probably did the wrong thing jumping off him last year but um, he, he's a different horse now he's just he's a furnished product and he's he's a real deal. Uh, that soft seven, that storm came through that wasn't even predicted. It worried me a bit because 12 months not having had a run, wait for age against the best, not only the best sprinters, but three of the best wet trackers going around. 
Uh, I thought he's done an enormous job to run fourth. I thought Timmy Clark's ride was outstanding. He didn't chase them down. He allowed the horse to balance up. He worked through his gears. Tim has reported to Mel that, yeah, he just, last hundred, he'd had enough. And that's understandably on that ground. But Andy has had an enormous blow post-race. Mel's been on the, phone, on the phone to me two or three times already. She's delighted the way he's pulled up. Having a good blow, but understandably, but his leg's in great order. He's come through it super. Yeah, and you just you want to see that your horse has got nice improvement in him to obviously... I mean, he's been beaten maybe three lengths today. I've had a couple of, you know, I like to call them uh, well-informed, knowledgeable form students call me already and go, that was just about a perfect lead-up trial going on. Now, Tim has suggested, and I was just talking to James Kennedy, I'm about to call James back again now, but you know, we may probably go to the Premier now. I was a little undecided. Um, we'll probably give him the one more lead up into the Everest and that should top him off super. Okay, now, there's your field. And we'll get back. We haven't spoken about Lost and Running yet. Uh, but Coolmore, Godolphin and Aquas, still yet to make a decision. Three studs. Yulong, another stud. James Harron with his investors. Five slots left to go. <laughs> Very interesting. Very interesting. Um what they do. Um, oh well, I suppose they play the boat. Who do they go again. for? Lost and Running's now 20 to 1. Now, what what do you say about Lost and Running? He's run last in the shorts. Yeah. Um, first up, in a pressure race like that, wide, no cover, wet track, throttled down when he was beaten. I want to have another look at him. Everyone wants to have a look at him. Yeah. It's not game over yet. I think it's a bit of a forgive. Like, he's in the worst part of the track. Um, run off his legs. Oh, look, yeah, I, you've got to forgive him. He's too good. He's it, that's that's not him. No, that's the horse not. that we've seen yesterday is not. But he's tr he's trialling up prior yeah. to it. He was just looking outstanding. At him. And for the Kosciuszko, handle the truth. He'll win it. Yep. I think he'll win it. He'll win it. I think he'll you win. You heard it. it here first. <laughs> <laughs> his last two runs have been outstanding. Oh well. Yeah. He's the ticket winner from Jerobombra is very happy to hear that. Handle <laughs> <laughs> the truth, six dollars. How you long does it take to get the Jerobombra in the car? Where is oh. Jerobombra? <laughs> As if you'd go to Jerobombra if I told you. Oh, just, just ask. For you, where, I where don't is know. it? Down south. Yeah. Okay. You, you wouldn't go. You don't. You don't go to Warwick Farm. <laughs> I, I know you can't at the moment. Uh, what have we got? One slot left for the Kosciuszko. Oh, sorry, one slot holder to pick a horse. Here she is. Here she is. Very elegant. That's Riadini out in front. And there's a big space to catch up for Very Elegant, but she does it with style. Yeah, she chases them down, doesn't she? She's a... She, well, we just spoke about her anyway. She, we, we know she's a champion. She's going to be the horse of the year from last year, and, and uh, we'll see what she does this year. But all distances. Um, Riadini, since these blinkers have been back on, he drops to 51 kilos. In the Epsom, he's going to be very well fancied there. That's Rindwell for sure. Last year, we might be in trouble with this Epsom with these jockeys' bubbles with all these lightweights. I'm mm. telling you, uh, unless these, uh, it all depends what happens with the acceptances. But I'm saying there's going to be six, seven, or eight of nine horses under 53 or something. Who knows? So, do they allow other jockeys to come into the bubble? They're going to have to. They're going to have the to. Jockeys are going to have to forego what is it, the seven days and so they can get into the city. Otherwise, we're going to have riders riding one, two, three, four kilos over? Yep. Yeah. Well, well it's going to be a bit of a fast for a handicap, but um, 
Yeah, well, we'll leave that. We're, we're gonna, yeah. It's we're a few weeks there yet. So, mm. um, other than that, I, it was, uh, there was some. some uh, oh, he, he was unlucky. Think it over. Yeah, he, you know, he, like he was, he was, he was tough. He yeah. was tough. Good, good effort. He was tough. If you could see the replay of that again, the last hundred. I know she's a champion, but it was so obvious when she ducked back to the fence, or well, she was on the fence, but when she went hard against the rail, and um, think it over, and that were obviously two or three off. It's so noticeable how it was like, not a travelator, but it was far superior, better on the inside. Because mm. she, she she put them away the last fifty. She was going away like she, you know, like she hadn't had a run. You know, like she was really good. Hungry heart's flying. Um, she is flying. She's um, that's another good run from her for a dry tracker. And the baldy face. Yeah, cascading. I was about to say eye-catching run there, cascading, getting down the outside in the worst part of the track. Mm. Ronnie. Uh, yeah, welcome to first grade. <laughs> you, want to, you want to start punting now, and you can start off backing him, and you'll get a few lessons. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a very quick lesson. There's the Doncaster winner with the baldy face. So uh, Riadini grabbed by very elegant. And here was Chris. And you... Just colding, he had uh, cardiac yeah. arrhythmia. He's fine. He's, he, he, he was just eased out of that race with cardiac arrhythmia. Here's Chris Waller after the win. Uh, Chris has now trained uh, 500 stakes winners, and this mare has won $9 million in prize money, her ninth Group 1 win, and they've all been different Group 1s. She's never won the same Group 1 twice, like many champions have. Yeah. She's won nine different Group 1s, uh, and James McDonald was on board yesterday. Difficult horse to train and the team, as I've mentioned before today, just do a wonderful job with her and all, all of the other horses and I'm here that gets the accolades for it on race day but um, it's an honour to train a horse like this. If she doesn't win group one, she runs second in them and all distances, all track conditions, that's a rare commodity. How much has she changed over the years from uh, those early days when she, she looked uncontrollable? Yeah, well... That was one thing, as well as the, her constitution, she wouldn't eat as well as we would like, and it was a nightmare just trying to get her to eat race. But um, as we all do, she's strengthened up um, as an older horse, and mentally she's a lot better. So that tells us that she's enjoying her racing, and it all comes hand in hand. She travelled beautifully today, inside horses, had to chase inside horses. Yeah, well, as you could see, James was trying to be tactical and have her off the fence that didn't work out that well and it actually caused her to over race a little bit I thought just the first time I watched it but from the half mile onwards she was cruising and um, she had to dig deep the last 200 but that's when the horses like very elegant start to start to excel so yeah the, the tougher the contest the better she'll go. What do you think she'll win this spring beyond the George Main? Um, well hopefully she can get towards Cox Plate um, yet to decide where our next run will be, whether it'll be in Sydney in two weeks, in the Hill Stakes, which is obviously um, on our radar. If not there, then it could be the Turnbull to the Cox Plate, and who knows after that. Pretty well prepared with her now. Um, sometimes she jumps, it's, um, sometimes she hasn't. She's been extremely slow over the past. Um, she was pretty cranky today, though. I was um, a little bit worried with her um, going around. She was... She was quite <laughs> tankerous and wanted to get on with it. And um, yeah, once once I jumped a little bit slow, I was, didn't have many options to be fair, and um, just let it unfold as it went. She got up travelling really, really nice. When did you start feeling confident she was going to win the race? Oh, look, I, I, I when I looked up at the 500 and 
Riodini had shot Cleo. Thought she's going to take a mighty horse to run it down, and both think it over and very elegant went together. And uh, but she pulls out all stops as well. She's just tough as nails. Legend is the leader. 2.50 left to go. Mirror Vision trying to get on terms. Best Stone runs up behind them. Great News is chiming in. Then Lelude think free the outside. Still Madam Legend inside the last hundred. Mirror Vision having a crack late. Then Great News. Madam Legend in front. Mirror Vision dives. I think missed. Into the straight with 250 left to go and Great House sprinted to the lead. It's Great House kicking away over Taikamachi. Hush right of the inside. Wider Luncey starts to run on then. Berterbeck Harpo marks but Great House in front. Quick thinker rallying nearer the inside. But Great House is clear inside the last 50 and Great House wins the cup. Ashman is the leader. It's only a half now on Frosty Rocks who's giving chase strongly. Skylab and Jouet coming down the centre with Soldier of Love. There's many chances. Ashman fights back on the inside, has got the better of Frosty Rocks at the moment. Skylab is coming home, as is Jouet, but Ashman in front, close to the line. Ashman over Skylab, and I think Ashman. I think Ashman over Skylab, nothing in it. Skylab's put in a big lunge. Jouet close up on the outside. Well, congratulations to Jeff Penzer. He did what no one has ever done before, winning the three features on uh, Cup Day. The Tibby, the Cup and the Cameron. Of course, they haven't always been run on the same day. It used to be a two-day carnival. Uh, and of course, they've taken the spring stakes away from Newcastle uh, Carnival and put it on Hunter Day. But he got the opportunity mm. and took took it by the scruff of the neck. He's been a great rider, Jeff. You know, yeah. like he's, he's, he's a traveller, works hard and deserves the rewards. You know, he's back from an injury as yeah, well. Right. A bad injury. A bad injury, yeah. yeah. I think he had oh, 12 months or more off. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's, it's good to see. All right. A tissue wins the Bill Ritchie and now full steam ahead to the Epsom. Yeah, another smart Chris Waller play. He had, he had her another race there. She would have been odds on and he thought, OK, I might keep this mare fresh and see if we can get a slot in the, in the, in the Epsom. And that's what exactly what happened. Um, I thought it was a smart ride by Tim Lightweight. He gave her a dig and put her into a nice position there. And uh, she did the rest. So she gets into the Epsom with 50 kilos now. Looks like Elvis was good. Arameo, she's going well. Um, that's another good run from him. Private Eye and Amarolino, I thought, uh, out wide. Mm. So very, very forgiving, these horses out wide. And what about this this Irish horse, Numerian? Um, I know he's up the inside here, but he was very, very good. I, um, I don't know what Annabelle's thinking with him, but uh, I think he's got improvement to come. And Harmony Rose was never balanced really at any stage of this race. Look, and even though it's a bunch finish there, you could make pros for most yeah, for of a lot of them. Yes, yeah. I, I really like the run of Private Eye. Just something about him. Like his last two starts, nothing's gone his way. He's in the worst part of the track yesterday, but I just love the way that he runs through the line. So, like Joey said, I think he's going into the Epsom. He's going to be a, a decent sort of chance. Chris Waller and Tim Clark. And we had her out of a comfort zone today, back to 1400, third up. So, and rode her quite a lot closer. So, um, hence the reason I guess she was a little bit uh, one paced at the 300. But gee, I like the way she fought all the way to the line. You're two weeks from the Epsom, and you've got a free ticket into the race. Yeah, it's a big, big, big help because you know you're in the field with a lightweight. So, um, 
Uh, she'll be well placed there and the extra 200 metres, the tough ram at mile really suits, so we're on track. Yeah, obviously, you know, small races, small fields, and it was always going to be pretty tactical, and um, that it was, especially early, and then the pace come out of the race, but she was able to adapt well, and look, I, I always felt she was going to be really strong late. Obviously, she had a couple of runs, she was coming back in trips slightly, so she really toughed it out well late. Do you think she appreciated that little bit of rain that we had just before the race? Yeah, I reckon it, it definitely didn't hurt her, and um, look, obviously, now she'll... Um, She's had three runs here in, in Australia for Chris and she hasn't put a foot wrong, so she's heading in the right direction. Yeah, by race five, that's when the rain started to really come down. Uh, get your teeth into this Epsom. It's a beauty. Uh, if they all line up, it's a beauty, that's for sure. Um, you know, different weight scales, obviously the handicaps now, and people will be making cases for, you know, like Riadini out of, the, out of that George Bain, you know, wait for age to come back from yep. 51. He'll have a lot of supporters. Boonga, um, class horse there. Hungry hearts flying, and then you got the lightweights, and then uh, think it over. He was great again yesterday as well. Mm. Uh, let's have a look at four moves ahead. This is in the uh, T rose. She's a Group Two winner at two in the Sweet Embrace, and now she wins the T rose a Group Two. Four moves ahead, trained by John Sargent. Yeah, she's back in business. Another beautiful ride because she had a sticky draw, and just Nash just found that one one. And he's, he's waited, waited, waited before he pulled off Switnesses back. Who did probably her run was good because she's the one that did the work in the run and stuck it out pretty well. Mallory, how unlucky I don't know, but she never really got her chance to fully extend there. Jesus, Chill was okay, and I think Von Trapp might be the interesting one. Uh, this is uh, a Frankel filly that. Um, uh, when she gets to the mile race, I think she might have a little bit to say, even though she was big odds yesterday. I thought her run uh, was pretty good, but just just this gap closes here, Corey, and just yeah. uh, just costumes that little bit. It's a vital stage where you've got to keep your momentum for going. For sure, for sure. Like you said, swift witness, uh, four moves ahead. Terrific ride by Nash. He obviously had to go back on the horse last time out. They drew really, really bad, and he went back, got up the fence. Wouldn't say a good thing beaten, but probably should have won. Um, but he, he took the bull by the horns yesterday and, you know, tricky gait, but put it up on speed. That's the way the horse likes to race. But again, another great ride from Nash. So Protest third against second uphill. Mallory got second in front of Swift Witness. Here's John Sargent. I just left it up to him when walked out in the rain to talk to him. I said, Nash, you know what to do. And he said, I ride it very similar to our rider in the slipper, which he did. And... Um, Obviously, it's this rain helps her, but uh, I think she's on the upward plane now to uh, be right at peaking for the flight stakes. He nursed her as long as he could. Yeah, he knows her well. She's got a good turn of foot, and uh, you don't need to take off too early at Randwick. So uh, I was very happy with that. It's good to see her back in form, onwards and upwards from now. Well, this is just, um, you know, when you get to know a horse and you know what she's capable of and everybody has synchronicities. Um, Probably the way we rode her the other day has helped her win today's race because I was, I was going to end up in no man's land last time and um, was forced to go back and cover, switch her off. And, she, you know, everyone saw how well she hit the line, but um, I couldn't have come out and rode her as confidently as I did today if I wasn't, you know... You felt the winner a long way out? Sorry? You felt the winner a long way out? I did, yeah. Look, she, she sort of... She loves this ground, I've got to say. Like, when Swift... Uh, um, you know what it's called, Swift Witness. Swift Witness kicked there again at the 150, I was a little concerned, but um, just uh, with that bit more sticking out of the ground, she really dug deep, and look, she's a very good filly, and 
you know, Sarge has done a great job with it and he's let me do what I felt I needed to do on her to, to get her towards the flight stakes. And I said after I got off the other day, she'll be favourite for the flight and I still think she will be. And she is. <laughs> and she is. And she is. He's right again. He's a profit as well. <laughs> uh, $4, Mallory $5. Now, Jamea wasn't there yesterday. She's going to the Golden Rose to take on the boys next week, uh, which at this stage is likely to be at Rose Hill. More news on that coming uh, probably on Monday from Racing New South Wales. Now, let's go to the uh, Kingston Town, Group 3, 2,000 metres. And she's ideal, got her first group win. She'd been uh, placed in a tancred but she's won a Kingston Town now. And she deserved to win her group race the way she's been going the, the, the past couple of preparations, there's no doubt about that. Uh, Jason made all the right moves, he rode the fence again, I wish he had the draw to do it, there's, there's, uh, that did help. I thought Montefilia was gallant in defeat considering circumstances on the day out there in the middle of the track. She's, I think she's flying. Um, with the weight difference between them, she, she was excellent. Entente was good. What else we want to say here? Now, there's a couple here. I reckon Attorney is really ticking along beautifully for the Metrop. That's only second up run. And um, there's a couple other horses there. And I thought uh, the other one was Zarek. Even though he's on the inside, he's got improvement to come as well. So a couple of sleepers, Attorney, Zarek, uh, but Montefilia. Yeah, I, I think taking nothing away from the winner, but second up, worst part of the track, come from back. I thought it was nearly the run of the day. Yeah. Here's uh, Bjorn Baker and Jason Collett. So today, you, you, you've followed her along. You, you're starting to lose a bit of faith. So she had to put her hand up today, and she did. And great ride, Jason. He summed it up, and, and uh, it was a pretty easy watch throughout. So, no, great. She was bred with my father's nomination, Brian Nutt, and the team. He's been a, my number one supporter since I got here, and uh, he's a great family friend. So thrilled for the ownership group, and uh, hopefully on to better things. Does she go over further ground straight away now? Yeah, she'll go to the Metropolitan in two weeks. Hopefully, fun fact, we'll go there too. I thought he'd win a good race. And um, and then if she goes well there, maybe down to Melbourne. Everyone knows she's been knocking on the door. Had a couple of unlucky runs, but today was great. She, geez, I just had to be anchor the strapper. She never felt like she was going to get beat when she sort of landed in that position. Uh, off a pretty moderate tempo, yeah, very easy. She's obviously looking for further now? Look, she is. She's... Um, yeah, and she's 2400 will be will be up for Ellie. Look, she's uh, she had a nice turn of foot today, and yeah, really happy with that. The market says that's the form. 450 Montefilia and she's ideal, and then a big jump out to those Newcastle Cup horses. Yeah, Harlepie Sons is a lovely horse. Um, if he comes, he's a. It's a good race. It's looking it's looking good. They're shaping up well. Um, because, like I said, Attorney's a real little sleeper to me. And he's, uh, I still can't find him on the on the market there, so whether that's his plan, I don't know. Mm -hmm. He's not on the third page, is he? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can I have a third page? <laughs> oh, we've got pages and pages, <laughs> Brown. Uh, we're going to take a break. Back with more after this. Rightio, we are back and having a look at the highway now. And uh, well, the first two races of the day, it was a real picnic up in front 
for the first two winners, starting with Leo in the highway. Yeah, well, you just put this down to tempo because he's um, yeah, he splits here, says that he just sprints home after getting you know ownership of the lead and and, and a real good rest. And now, in retrospect, uh, this was a very good run ahead start with the big weight out wide. Uh, just felt it the last bit uh, first up. Private Agent will improve off that. And I think there's a horse here in the right race that'll just win brave enough. Um, I think it was good for further. Um, I'm not saying he's any star. Uh, Kathy O'Hara got suspended there, just interfering with battleground there. So, um, yep, Leo got all the brakes and capitalised on it. It's as simple as that. He's a, he's a nice little horse. So that was Leo winning the uh, highway, and uh, then we saw Kiss the Bride do much the same thing in front. Yep, yeah, um, all Nash's winners had that were unique rides. All mm, of all different. He summed this race up absolutely oh, perfect. Beautiful. Every every hundred metres, he just sat it down pat, and it was an absolute perfect ride. Well, he didn't fall for the reading the speed maps because everyone thought, oh no, 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 Regal Stage will lead. Yeah. Said, no, I'm going out, and if Regal Stage wants to go hard, he, I'll, he, I'll let him go. But they left him alone, he went quick enough. I reckon if McDonald had his time again on uh, Big Boy Roy, I reckon he would have maybe held the lead or at least made Nash work a little bit harder. It might have been the perfect opportunity. I, I've seen him back in his prep, uh, sorry, back in his career, he has led a race before, but would have been a perfect opportunity yesterday to take up the lead and see how he run. Yeah, Big Boy Roy, his, his name's not Big Brave Roy, I don't <laughs> think. He's, uh, he's honest. He's got ability, but he, he, he's not much yeah. of a fighter. Uh, this was the first leg of a winning double for Bjorn Baker. It was the first of four for Nash. He's a dominant ride. He rode him like the best horse, and I thought he was coming here in great order. Uh, I thought he was perfectly set up, and um, no, it worked out brilliantly. Uh, so Kiss the Bride, he's a good horse on his day, and, and I, I think he, he ran fourth in the Albury Cup, but I'm still confident he can get, get some proper black type. And it was still a dominant win in the end. Even though he did have the favours, he was dominant. Yeah, for sure. He, he, um, and he, his work at home has been great. Uh, heavy rides, I mean, he was very confident. He thought he'd go super today. So, now I'm lucky I've got a great team and it worked out well. Yeah, look, you just got into a lovely rhythm and um, because of that we've done sort of nothing down the back there. I was pretty happy to let him sort of start picking up from the 700 and, you know, you felt like I would have let him off the bridle before we straightened. It's a little little touch shifty. You can probably see on TV where they're just kicking up the top. That's how it feels, but um, uh, it rode really well and it's in good order. Now we go to the midway. This horse was for sale recently, Canyon Nero. Yeah, he's done a great job with him, Richard. He's um, like he found the right run there yesterday. He's, he's been up a while, but he keeps delivering. He's obviously thriving, being in work. And Jason rode the inside again well and give him every opportunity. Now, I, I, I was against Aki Hero in this race, three-year-old, 1,300 to a mile, but it might be one of the runs of the day for this grade of horse. Um, he went enormous considering the bite. He, he might, dare I say, be one of the uh, four pillars horse. Uh, Akihiro, um, considering how he reacted stepping up in distance there yesterday. That's, he's one of a thousand? One of twelve hundred, I think. Twelve hundred, <laughs> they're eligible for the... <laughs> how are they going to get their head around this? It's going to be very fun for those ticket holders yes. to work out what horses to go for this, um, this new race, the Four Pillars, sponsored by Four Pillars Gin on Golden Eagle Day. It's not only just that, it's their rating now and then what happens if they come out and win a week mm. before, and then all of a sudden you're left with no horse or a horse that's going to... Carry an extra three kilos or something, exactly. yeah. That's a tricky one. Yeah. Was there anything on Bowery Breeze in that race? I thought 
Um, I thought it was going to run a race yesterday and it just didn't seem to figure she in a minute anywhere. No, no. I thought she was given every hope and I thought, hello, here she comes. And yeah, she was a little bit disappointing mm. there yesterday. And um, McDonald, uh, whip infringement there, mm. but copped a fine. He escaped with a fine. Yeah, he yeah. did. So obviously he had a, a, a decent record. Um, yes. I think they've got the grid where they, Yes. if you do it so many times, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's go and hear from uh, Richard Litt. Um, at the moment going very well. I tried to sell him a couple of months back and uh, he, he didn't really get much of an interest so we decided to keep him and he's really turned his form around. Is he still for sale? Mm, dunno, I think he <laughs> might be uh, a nice horse for a pillar, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think someone should look at picking him. He's honest, he's tough um, and he's going really well at the moment and he, he runs a strong mile so 1500 at Rose Hill might be good. Luckily I had that inside barrier and probably a sack closer on him than what you know he usually probably positions in a race so but the, the barrier sort of allowed me to do that and we sort of spoke beforehand I said to Richie maybe if we sort of put him a bit pair closer uh, you know sort of be close enough to win the race this time. Like Love Tap, the start uh, the week before, a high supremacy return with a victory, a great return from this horse, and a, another Nashra Willis special. Yeah, a different one this time. Uh, let's go back and weave our way through. <laughs> uh, uh, the, and you thought he had no hope here, considering um, you know the, the way the fence was, but he just picked his way through. You know, he's always been a. He looked like being a pretty good horse. So obviously he's had. Um, Richard's had to work him out and he stopped with him last prep but uh, oh, that's a lovely return from a horse that can go better. Taksu is a tough bugger, uh, solid on pacer there. It was pointed uh, out to me last night that if you go back and watch Forbidden, I haven't gone back and watched it again but it was um, very familiar and very similar to what he did on Forbidden Love and Surround. Again, Remember when yeah. she got, uh, yep. she weaved through and she burst through, yeah. and, but she, she won by further. Her last little bit was unbelievable, but they're very similar. And just when he anticipates the run, he gets it into full stride and away he goes. Yeah. Uh, Five Kingdom was good. Seven-year-old having his first run for the stable. First up, I thought he was quite good. Uh, the ex-Melbourne horse there. Golly, I'm lucky. is ready to win the right race. Uh, forgive Tony, a B. Hot Spring Gold run well. Yes, and so did Suave. He, he ran well, so, and super effort, wide, no cover. Lots of excuses for those horses, all wandering out, you know, not knowing what was going on early in the day. Trying to get runs, couldn't yeah. get them. Do you and Friedman buy your caps at the same time? <laughs> I pay for mine. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Richard. It's been great for them. Um, you know, dynamic, good supporters, and they've, they've got some, you know, they're well-managed horses, and they buy nice horses, so... Good to have him in the stable. I'm sorry I couldn't give you a better push for him before the race. He's a, he's a little, he surprised me a little bit, but it was a, a like an 11 out of 10 ride, wasn't it? It's worth going and watching again. <laughs> it's just, you know, he told me to do that. I said, oh, I don't think he's fit enough to go forward now. She said, mm, mm. He said, I'll go back and ride for luck. I said, well, do you think you'll get a run through him? He said, oh, yeah. <laughs> so it just... It just pipped out exactly just, how he wanted it. I don't know. He has premonitions, I think. I always travel well. He's, he relaxed really good today. He's been a quirky type of horse. Um, he's gone to win a few races and just more mentally than anything, just hasn't put him away. And today, um, I was very mindful of that. Richard felt he would um, 
improved with the run, so I've sort of gone back and found the fence and rode for luck. And when he got that split there at the 100, he, he really accelerated well and still felt that the last bit he was floating a bit, but he, he's hit the line for the run. Okay, well, he's a good racehorse because when you put 12 starts and you've won six times in six placings, never out of a place. You're going really well. It's very rare, and he's triple ace. Yeah, another horse um, well ridden um, and a fit horse. I mean, he needed a fit horse by this stage of the day, and, and that's exactly what he, what he was. Um, looked beautifully placed, Chris, all the way through to, to get your record. Um, you know, a record like that, it's a feather in his cap. Blondo, he presented to win here, I thought he was going to go crunch. I mean, just might, the back to the 1100 may have been against him. Um, I've been rapping uh, Jason Collett all morning, um, saying, well, he was riding, the, he had to ride the fence, he had to ride the fence, and he did it well all day with probably not much luck on one or two of them. What was he thinking here? He got to the turn there, he was tagging these leaders and he's pulled seven deep. I don't know if it was under instructions or not, but I think he had a brain explosion. I'm thinking, you know, the fence has to be off by now, but it wasn't. Uh, so she went well. I, I might be nitpicking on him. An equation uh, just wasn't his day or race, uh, because the way things turned out. First up, no trial, track like that, middle of the track. He was just too well fancied not to be better than that. Mm. Okay. Anything? No. Uh, not really. You want to give it to Collard as well? No, no, I'm, I'm still half a jockey, you know. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not yeah. riding, but I've still got to start. I can't wait for the first bagging you get. Uh, yeah, no. Well, he, called, he called every jockey in the room Bar McDonald a country jockey the other last week. <laughs> well, that yeah, well, I, well. I've got to clip up the ear by the wife when i got home. <laughs> so. All right. Here's uh, Danny Greer and Tim Clark. He's very consistent, as you suggested, and, you know, he's sort of... His form lines were good. He, he was good last start at Kembla, and he's beaten by the mayor that come out and won the Tibby there yesterday, so we're always pretty confident of a good showing today. And he'll just uh, keep ticking over in these type of races? I mean, he's not that far of stepping up into much better class now. Yeah, exactly. It was a nice solid win. Nice positive ride from Timmy certainly helped today, and, you know, onwards and upwards. He travelled really well. He's obviously... Um he's got a great record, and um, he's got a great racing pattern as well, so... The way the track was racing today, it was probably advantageous. It really suited him, his, his style being up on speed, and um, he, he fought that really good, though. Puts a length in front of Heresy, the outside. Then extra gear, Bonza Perla. Scorched Earth at the 150. Heresy moves up. Heresy takes the lead. Bonza Perla's the threat. Heresy curling up. Bonza Perla dives and got it. Bonza Perla beat Heresy Elusive Express. Lightsaber military experts sprint up at the 200 metres, followed by Brigantine Alpine Edge. Can't get a run. Lightsaber just in front of military expert and Brigantine. Lightsaber holds on. Lightsaber. Lightsaber's won it. Photo second, brigantine or military expert, no effort at the 200. Non-conformist chasing Charlie Rose back to the inside and Delphi running on at the 100. Non-conformist leading, Delphi driving. Non-conformist to neck Delphi. Non-conformist, hold on. Non-conformist beat Delphi. Photo third, Charlie Rose or Mirage Dancer. Azar and Dice Roll all queuing up. Probabil Behemoth behind those horses across the track. Azar, Bo Rosser and Dice Roll at the 150. Sierra Sue running on. Dice roll in front, Sierra Sue's coming at dice roll, Sierra Sue beat dice roll and I'm thunderstruck late for third, they were followed by Azar and Probabil next Dallas. Yeah Daniel Moore in the Rupert Clark, his first career group one victory and on his birthday to boot. 
Yeah, good luck to him. Good luck yeah. to him. He uh, rode another winner earlier in the day there. Geez, that dice roll was really good. First up, he's a good trainer, that Nick Ryan. And oh, obviously tragedy, I'm Thunderstruck. He's a good horse. So he becomes Mick Price's Golden Eagle horse because Ayrton's uh, future is up in the air, at least for this preparation. Well, we'll know in a couple of days he got bitten by a spider. Yeah. And so he's got a set, big setback. And you spoke to John O'Shea about Maximal. He's about to get on the plane. Yeah, they're very happy with him. We've got a couple of imports. If they arrive, Mother Earth and Maximal, it's game on. Yeah. Um, Golden Rose, as we said earlier, could well be run at Rose Hill Gardens this Saturday. We're expecting it to be run at, Gold, uh, at Rose Hill this Saturday. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get much better than evens either. No. Um, Can Artorius beat Animo? He's talented. He's very talented. Um, he has to improve on what he, his yeah. manners like he done in the Golden Slipper Day, where he was just on the wrong leg. Mm. I don't think so. No. <laughs> no, it's too good anyway. It's, it's big. Great, great addition. 1400 metres group one at Rose Hill, and that's it. Thank you, Cor. Thank you, mate. Thanks for having me. Yep. Thanks, Duff. And um, that's it. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Uh, thanks for joining us on Thoroughbred Weekly.